the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement and shining the light on fake news. And uh, we have a lot to talk about on the show today. As always, when you're talking about the markets, our outlook we just put, came up with for 2019, how to save money, uh, how to build up wealth. And uh, the uh, you know, our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. It's to save aggressively invest conservatively. You can also catch the podcast on 1070 KNTH, The Answer. I'm not sure exactly what the website is, but if you Google it, it'll pop up. Uh, also on the MaxHouseSavings.com website as well. And we have listeners all over the world listening to our podcast. And uh, you can listen live at the station too or anywhere in the world. So uh, starting out, uh, a couple couple house cleaning notes. It's the start of the new year. Uh, we just put out our, our new outlook for 2019, the Max Out Savings Report Outlook. Uh, if you'd like to be on the free list, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. It's the start of the new year, and we're going to be uh, – yeah, now's the time to make those resolutions to try to uh, you know improve yourself for the year. Uh, one of them should be to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's a really good one. A lot of people learned that lesson the last month of December when the market had the worst December since 1931. Uh, but it just also might be to save more money, uh, <laughs> increase your savings rate, uh, and uh, come up with a new business plan, whatever. But uh, it, it's really you want to try to stick to those uh, resolutions and, and move forward. I'm still fine. By the way, they don't have to be made January 1st. You can do it the first couple of weeks into January. So if you haven't done them, and if you haven't written them down, sometimes if you write them down in a pad, at least it gets it in your mind You're a little more serious than just announcing it on New Year's Day and then forgetting about it. So try to say increase your savings rate. We always try to get everyone to save a minimum of 10% plus the company match. Uh and that you know that's really where the research shows is the best place to be if you're over 50 you probably have to pick that up some uh where where to start uh you know a couple things a fascinating story here i have to, i just looked at this uh evidently i did not realize this and i, I suspect most americans didn't either but AT&T and Sprint and T-Mobile are are in uh, are selling data. I don't know about Verizon, but uh, but they're selling 
your your location on your phone to people and it you know in some cases it's 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 simply used to uh you know to, to companies they want to know where people are of certain income groups or whatever to sell them different things it seems kind of benign and uh but you know the more you think about it the worse it is it it and now that it comes out a story on uh, uh this group called motherboard uh evidently is get, bounty hunters are getting are able to get this information on your phone so if you've skipped bail it's you know they they they're they're somehow able to get it well you know the first response is well they shouldn't have skipped bail and it's good that they caught them and then you start thinking well wait a minute if they can go after those people they can sit there they want to know where ted is you know or they want to know where ryan is and so you know it's like it's just a a bad idea i mean people deserve privacy if you have companies tracking you and uh you know, wanting to know if you're, if, you know, if Ted, last time he stopped at the Bucky's, spent $100, he, you know, Ted's driving within 20 miles of the Bucky's down uh, I-45 or 290, and there's coming close to the Bucky's, and so, you know, they can, quote, advertise or something, but but that's just a bad idea in, it, 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 on, on so many levels, and, and you know, I, I, I get tired of, of hearing hearing the these things justified by national security or to catch the to catch the uh the criminal or whatever look you know the cornerstone of our criminal system is is a is a trial and uh, you know by 12 of your uh, peers or in some cases six and uh and it, it, and it's not if one person says you're guilty that's it you're you're you're, you're guilty it's all of them have to agree and it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt now look do criminals get off where they're clearly guilty? It goes to trial and they get a not guilty? Absolutely. But our founding fathers figured it was better off to let a few criminals get away or be not guilty than convict an innocent person. And, and it's, a, it's that up. That, and, and so, you know, we've had the greatest justice system in the world because of it. And, and we should apply that to everything. I mean, hey, yeah, can we catch a few criminals if AT&T is selling our, our, our location data? Yeah, but the problem is, is what's it doing to everybody else? What's it doing? How are the innocent people losing all their rights in the process? I mean, this is really shocking. Now, AT&T has announced their stop selling location data on Americans. So uh, we'll see. But but I think uh, this, this area just really goes down a really uh, – one of the great things going forward is going to be how do we deal with all this technology – how do we deal with all this big data? How do we deal with all this artificial intelligence and, and, and protect people's freedoms? And, and I think you're going to see this is going to be the big, one of the big stories for 2019 and going forward is, is, is you know, where, where, does, where do people's privacy, uh, their, you know, their ability, I mean, honestly, uh, quite frankly, no one ever dreamt that, that when they were using a, uh, the, their landline telephone that AT&T was going around selling who they were talking to. And yet somehow with the, with the cellular phone, everyone seems like it's, it's a good idea. And it, it, it really is a bad idea because what we've talked about in this show a lot is, is, look, I can take that data. You give me all that data. I'll put it together. I'll put it on a profile on people, and I will show you how to manipulate anybody using all that big data. And that's a really bad thing, and we're already seeing that out there. And so 
This is going to be one of the big stories for 2019 going forward is, look, these big companies, we talk about this in our Max Out Savings report. Uh, I just touch on it because we had hit a lot of stuff in the outlook. Is But the fangs, I, you know, I think the fangs are still going to be under pressure. The governments are looking at them for privacy issues. They're looking at them for uh, anti-trust uh, issues. They're looking at them for uh, earnings. Uh, they're looking at them for uh, taxation issues, all types of things. You're seeing a lot more people becoming much more concerned about about the FANG stocks. And, and, and really, I, I really think Facebook and Amazon in particular made a huge mistake kind of going after the conservatives like they did. And, and and so now uh, you know people are pretty up in arms about what they're doing, and, and I think I think we're going to see more of this type of stuff. But 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 the fangs, uh, you know, I I just think there's going to be a tremendous amount of 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 government interference in their business going forward, and and and, and so something to think about. And and when you see things like this, uh, with AT and T selling your location of of where you are at any one time. It, it it just it raises additional concerns. So so one of the things I think I, I think technology, uh, it, it, and it's not just tech. It, it's China with technology. Uh, you know, huge problems there. Uh, the the uh, the Chinese. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about China. Uh, I, I think uh, we would write a lot about it in the Max Out Savings Report. We'll talk some more a little bit about that later, but. But I think it's going to be a very interesting year, a very choppy year in the markets. Uh, the year started out quite good. The S&P 500 uh, jumped up about, uh, would it go up about 2, 2.7% or something like that. Uh, and uh, the, look, you know, looking at going forward, uh, where is it? I had that. The NASDAQ, well, I don't know what I did with it. Oh, yeah, two point, uh, uh, the Dow was up 2.87%. The the S and P was over three percent up uh, this just this week at ver, ver, or, or year to date uh, very hot markets uh, right now after after the worst collapse in in December since nineteen thirty one and it, it and this is I think this is what you, what you're going to see a lot of in these different markets tell you what if you got a question or comment you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show that's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Looking out, uh, you know, we, we talk about in our outlook, which we just sent out. If you didn't get it, uh, sent, let me know. Sometimes they get kicked back. Uh, the, uh, we, we, you know, we talked about uh, 2000 in, in, in 18. We kind of started out. We, we really, the whole year, we said you had to be cautious in the markets. Uh, we, we warned you about there was problems coming up, higher levels of cash. And, and, it, and it really, you know, it, it just didn't seem like, like it was going to work. The market at the end, the, the NYSE actually peaked in earlier in the year, but the, you know, the, the S and P and the Dow kept going up and, and we stuck to our guns. We had higher levels of cash in the market, completely collapsed into the year in and, and basically cash beat almost every single asset class in the world, which was very unique. Uh, and it hasn't happened in darn close to a hundred years where it outperformed that, that many asset classes. So, but for a while it seemed it was wrong, and then it all came about. And and, and I think I think we're going to see a couple things happen. The, the concern about the economy, Wall Street overreacted, and there became big liquidity issues as well. 
So, so I think, you know, I, I think this is something, and the other thing we wrote a lot about in 2018 was liquidity issues. There's going to be a liquidity crisis, and you clearly saw it with a complete collapse in the markets into year in. And a lot of that was just liquidity. And one of the more interesting things we're seeing happen is corporate executives. We're seeing a real shift in corporate America. Corporate America used to be pretty solid conservative Republican. Much of corporate America has really shifted over to the Democratic Party and, uh, and really talking their game. Uh, they, they've gone all in on, on climate issues uh, and they, 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 you know, they, they criticize Donald Trump endlessly. And so so really, I think I think corporate executives caused a lot of this issue as well. And let me explain. Back in two thousand and seven and eight, we said, "Look, this economy is in trouble. The, you're going to see uh, the the real estate market is in trouble all around the world. There's too much lending, and you're going to see a, a, a collapse. And you and it's it, it's moved into the investment banks have got into real estate lending. And we studied the balance sheets on Wall Street. And in two thousand and seven. Uh, in the fall of 2007, we, we determined in our mind that, that there was going to be a, a collapse of the investment banks because there was going to be a run in those banks on their balance sheets and they were going to fail. Extremely controversial issue. And and so eventually Bear Stearns failed. And uh, it, it was really fascinating. Uh, I tell this story once in a while. Back then, there wasn't many people talking about it at all, and Jim Cramer was around, and Jim Cramer was always, when Bear Stearns in trouble, he would get on CNBC and talk it up. And so one day, and so, you know, I would blog him back and forth on this real money blog, and there weren't that many people doing it back then, it, and, I, and I just unloaded on Jim one day. I said, Jim, this is ridiculous. You know that these investment banks, that Bear Stearns is in trouble. Look at their balance sheet. I know you know it. Why are you doing people a disservice claiming that this is it's in good shape because it's clearly not, and you really ought to tell them the truth. So I put it in. I don't think it was 20 minutes later I go trotting down the stairs at the office at the time of our office, and there was Jim Cramer on CNBC, and he just went wild about Bear Stearns, and the Fed knows nothing, and they need to do something because of Bear Stearns. I was completely shocked, but... But because most people really didn't, I mean, they didn't understand. It. I, 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 I kind of unloaded on Jim because I knew he understood it and he was hiding it. And uh, I don't know if it ever changed his opinion or not. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it gave him a little courage to say something. But, but my my point being is is that during that time, most executives are th- saying things were good throughout the fall, throughout the summer. Of 2008, ex- corporate executives were saying things are good. Things, as, as the economy deteriorated in 2008, they would still say things are good. The economy is doing well. So going into an economic crisis, corporate CEOs were talking up the economy. Things are good. It's This time, the economy barely slowed in the United States, and almost all these corporate executives were going on and on how horrible the economy is because they, because they knew they could curry favor with the media and the Democrats if they said how bad the economy was because that was viewed as hurting Donald Trump and helping the media. And the media has it in so bad for Donald Trump that they view every negative piece of news. Every time a person loses a job, it's good 
good for the media. Every time a company fails, it's good for the media. Every time the economy goes down, that's good. And so corporate executives are talking down the economy for the first time in my over 25 years of – actually, I've studied it for probably 40 since I was little markets. Corporate executives never talked down the market up until the last fall. And what they did is they caused the stock market collapse. And the economy was not that bad. And so this is something that's remarkable that's changed out there. And this and the shift of the corporate America to the the Democrats and the socialists is going to have profound implications going forward. Tell you what, I think, are we coming up on a break? Oh, we are. Okay. Uh, tell you what, uh, we'll be right back at this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you got any questions or comments, you can always give us a call at 713-339-107. We're talking about the uh, the Max Out Savings uh, report, a free report we send out once a month. Uh, we put our outlook for 2019 in it. Uh, you can go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, to sign up for it. Or if you need some help, would like to sit down with me to go over your financial situation, let's go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, start out. 
we, we, we talked a little bit about the uh, last year. And then really we go on. Uh, the big big themes for, for 2019 are going to be uh, the China, the Federal Reserve, the dollar, and corporate earnings. In the going over those things, uh, we started out with with China. Uh, China's PMI is under forty nine point four percent, but every month is but uh, which the United States is an example is it is at about fifty three point eight. Anything under fifty is contraction. Anything over over uh, fifty is expansion. Now I want to give. I think there's some type of rule that I have to say that China. It's going to have a six percent growth rate, even though the forty nine point four uh, PMI assumes contraction, contraction. But it, 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 and so, uh, so wait, I wait. I'm not bound by that since I'm not corporate America, so I can tell the truth about China. Uh, look, China is has had the best growth rate in the last thirty years or more. It, it, the growth rate has been absolutely phenomenal. And it, it, it's been kind of unstoppable, uh, but after after thirty years, they have two hundred a debt ratio of two hundred and fifty percent of 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 growth of GDP, and that's at a, that's a hot growth economy over the last couple year uh, decade. They have forty trillion dollars in debt. They have massive pollution, and, and and these things are all starting to weigh on the China's market. And, and now they they basically have gotten ahead with with a with an incredible growth rate, but nine point nine and a half percent over thirty years. Basically, corporate America got to move all their factories to China. If they wanted technology, they basically asked the United States, and either a we gave gave it to them, b they negotiated a deal and forced the company to give it up, or c they stole it using cyber theft or uh, sneaking. Uh, university students into our our labs and places to get the technology and bring it back to China. So they basically, they've enacted trade barriers, taxes. A lot of people don't realize about the rebates on some manufacturing to lower the cost. Uh, One tactic after another to sit there and, 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 and take business from the United States. Well, the United States is not standing up to China. And so we've got a trade war. We're, we're negotiating around April 1st, uh, we're we're going to see that's kind of the target, and China's going to have to do something. Donald Trump is 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 getting tough with China. It's it's an absolute miracle because no other president would have stood up to China. They were all bought off by corporate America trying to get into China, and nobody stood up to China for the American workers. Or actually, not even that. No one stood up to China to, for the best interest of the United States of America that they were president of. And, and and so none of these people would do it. They were all afraid of China, and, and Trump is the only guy that stood up to China. And once everybody and we, we, we talk about this, what the trade war came about, it, it, there was a few things everyone expected. No one thought he would put the tariffs in. It's got much tougher than everybody thought. Now everybody's looking at Trump, China. Look, Donald Trump, what happened is is when the trade war with China has shattered much of the establishment's view and trust of China, and and they now realize they've been played and they've been they all kind of ex- suspected it over time, but I don't think anybody really realized how badly they were played. 
I, I really, I think they all in their heart knew it, but none of them thought, and I think almost everyone did not really realize how bad the situation was. It, it, and once they looked at it, we realized that our situation with China is really pretty grave. And we've been really played by China on so many levels, and it shattered the trust that they've had. That's going to be very difficult to rebuild that trust with corporate America, and particularly with the establishment in the United States of America, because they, uh, you know, it's just not going to go back to what the way it was. And so, this trade deal is much tougher than everyone realizes. To this is not just a matter of buying a couple Boeing airplanes, which is a standard SOP, and picking up some more soybeans from us. I mean, they're going to have to clean up their act. I I think they realize they're in trouble. And there's going to be a secret meeting coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Not secret, but a, a big meeting that really no one that, that's just not been publicized out there. Uh, they're trying to hide it, but you could see some big changes come up in China at that meeting. And, and I think they realize they're going to have to do something, and they're all going to get together to try to figure out what to do. So we'll have to see how that goes. And, and it could be. I think it's going to be much bigger than people realize. And so hopefully we can move forward and try to get some type of solution to the trade war going forward. And and so we should know something on that. But. Uh, one thing that's happened is is the first quarter's kind of gone off a cliff in China because so many companies imported so much into the United States to beat the tariffs. We saw this with some of the retailers. They had way too much inventory because they tried to stock up ahead of time to beat the tariffs, and then they, they couldn't sell. They sell it all. And, and, and so with Macy's and some of the other ones actually mentioned that they, they pre-ordered some inventory from due to the trade war. So this is something we're going to have to watch uh, and but it's going to be a big deal. Everyone, if we get a trade deal, the market's going to shoot up. But the, the the trade war is going to continue on a cooler level. And the other thing about China, and this is what really concerns me about China for 2019 that nobody is talking about is, is China has made the move back. The president Xi is 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 president for life in China. Uh, they they're moving back to the uh, uh, a centrally planned hardline communist country. The the communist party's putting putting communist operatives on all the boards of the big companies in China so they can get control of the companies. And and, and so they're moving back <clears throat> to a hardline, centrally planned communist system. Now, Wall Street's out there is telling you, look, these guys are going to keep on growing. So Wall Street is telling me that that China's going to continue growing, going back to a hardline communist country after they after they pulled away from communism, went to, to communism light, moved capitalism, and had 30 years of the best growth almost in the history of the world. Now they're swinging back to hardline communism, and all these people are telling me that, oh, they're going to continue to grow. Does any of that sound believable to any of you? Look at the growth of Russia since 1917. Look at the growth of Venezuela. Look at the growth of, of that communist paragon, Cuba. Look at look at China between 1953 in nineteen in nineteen nineteen seventy six or whenever nineteen eighty seventies when they they came out seventy three when they came out of of communism in China look at the growth before that I, I remember we had Jimmy Rogers the the famous hedge fund investor we've had him on our show in the past and and met with him in different things and I think he even said it on the show years ago. It, 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 when it, he he said he thought the the communist the Chinese did so much better than the Russians because the Russians moved into communism in 1917 and it was really not it, 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 and so so they literally 
they, at the time, it was about, I don't know, a number. They had close, you know, 90 years of communism, so they forgot capitalism in a way. He said the Chinese really, it's only been since 1953, so they really only were on communism for about 20 years. And, they, and so they were able, able to adapt better to a, to a capitalist system. Well, they're moving back to that hardline communist system. So so the idea that they're going to grow, I think, is, is false. I think they're a heavily indebted country. I think, I think they have massive pollution problems. They have clearly taken advantage of the United States and Europe and every other developed country to get where they are, and now they're swinging back to communism. People can't leave the country. The, the United States is warning ch- dual citizenship uh, Chinese American citizens not to go back to China because you might not get out. The Chinese are scrambling to get their money out of China, and they're kind of trapped. How is this going to work out well for for the Chinese economy? And I think the answer is not good. I think that is a bigger story than anybody really understands on Wall Street. And so for 2019, China is not going to recover like people think. It might go up some for a quarter or two, but it's going to go back down again. This is something we're going to have to watch. I think it's going to be very interesting uh, going forward. So then we, we talk about that. Well, then we get over to, to, to Europe. Oh, my God. Talk about playing a bad hand. I mean, you could give these people a royal flush, you know, hand, and they would somehow screw it up. I mean, it's just unbelievable. We have Brexit. We have massive immigration pouring into in, into Europe, which has so infuriated the Europe, the French, that they're rioting in the streets every week, just you know, demolishing everything in the yellow vest protest. We and then we then we have uh, Merkel, who somehow hangs on after the whole country is furious with her for flooding Germany with with. Immigrants and they brought so many immigrants in. The Hungarians are are mad. The Italians want to pull out of the EU or like to do something. The the Poles are are also want to do something. I, I and I think you're 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 seeing the breakup of of the of the of the EU and the the British are leaving. One of the big things was the immigration issue. They they're in Brexit, and so. And the Europeans can't even admit they're wrong. I mean, they, 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 you know, they're never wrong. They make a few adjustments. And so the Europe is close to breaking up. Uh, Germany and France are going to do some joint venture together. And I, I think you're going to see Europe break up into, into multipolar groups with maybe Euro-France and then Italy, Spain, uh, the Eastern European blocs. And, and, and I think those, those, company, those places are going to be better places for growth. I mean, if, if, if the Brits were smart, they'd go hardcore Brexit, and then they would pick up the phone and call the Italians and the Spanish and the Poles and the Eastern Europeans and form another group and just you know, let, let the, uh, the uh, Germans and the, and the French do what they want. And, I, and so this is a, a complete mess over in Europe. Uh, we looked at some of the European stocks. They're expensive. I, I did a comparison of Mercedes Benz versus General Motors, and and Mercedes Benz just has a whole lot more debt. They're funding their debt at darn near close to zero or one or two percent, because the European Central Bank they've got one hundred sixty, hundred seventy billion dollars worth of debt, and so they're more over indebted than General Motors is here. It, it, and so a lot of the European companies, well, once the interest rates start going up on that massive debt, their earnings are going to be in trouble. So I think this is something we want to watch uh, going forward. Uh, that, tell you what, another interesting thing about tariffs, not to, to diverge a little bit, we'll mention GM. You know, tariffs work better than people think, and I'm not convinced all these tariffs are going to go away because 
people forget there's a 25% tariff on pickup trucks. Back when they did this 30, 40 years ago, pickup trucks weren't that big of a deal. Now they're a big deal. Look, if those tariffs weren't on pickup trucks, uh, GM and Ford that's in Dodge. That's where they're making all their money on pickup trucks. If it wasn't for pickup truck profits, a lot of these auto companies would be heading to bankruptcy. So tariffs do work in some instances. And so what we're seeing is a general breakdown of the global order. The European Union's falling apart. China, uh, people are realizing who they really are. And in the United States, you know, I, we're the best place to be. We got we've lowered our tax rate from one of the highest in the world to one of the lower ones in the world, and uh, we're, we're deregulating. Uh, we've gone through a decade with very little raises for people. Now we're getting three point three percent average wage increases, which is fantastic for the American workers. Things are starting to pick up in the United States. Uh, yeah. So a, a, a couple things. I think because of all of that. Uh, I think the United States is probably continues to be the best place to be. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a very high probability of a currency crisis in the world in the next year. I give it two years, uh, but and I think that's going to cause a lot of issues out there. And I think the the precious metals sector is going to be a pretty good place to be because of that, because it, it's it's a stable area of value that people could run to, because somehow this debt that that's out there is going to cause is going to cause a problem. And, and I, it, what's hard is each of the countries, China has got the unique debt, massive debt coupled with the China, with the communists moving back to a hardline communist system for the yuan. You got the Japanese with just absurd amounts of debt over there. Uh, and then, and then, but they're improving actually. The Europeans, it, 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 it literally looks like a, a Mel Brooks movie. It's such a catastrophe. So, it's hard to see, and then our problems here. So it's hard to see how it's going to it's going to unfold. But I think you're going to see tremendous amounts of currency volatility. Now, as we talked about on the show last week, we're moving out. Where I think the dollar is peaking near term. It's it's it was strong all through 2018, and I think I think it's peaking in here. And that's also going to be very good for gold and precious metals, and it's going to be very good for for oil as well. So so I think you you could see with the declining dollar. Uh, uh, that's going to be very good for those. And the other reason, a declining dollar gives China some breathing room to maintain the, the Chinese yuan kind of at the same level with the dollar. It, it, because they, if they cut the dollar, the, their their currency, then it's going to make the, the trade deficit even worse. So look for the dollar to go down, and how that's going to affect is going to be more bullish for commodities. So that's something to think about. Tell you what, we're coming up here in a quick break. We're discussing our outlook for 2019. Where do you do? Where do you go? Uh, giving you kind of a big picture outlook. Uh, so uh, if you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. You know, this morning I ate over at uh, breakfast at Revival Market in the Heights. Usually I'll get up, I'll drive into town, I'll get some breakfast at Revival and go on. But this week they have, uh, uh, we our family ranch, we grow pecans on it. And and so we we... We, they, they've taken some of our pecans, and they, they're, they're selling them at Revival Market now, so it's kind of exciting. I was really pleased to see that, and after a lot of work and stuff to uh, get the branch up to operating, to get uh, production and everything, it's uh, it's nice to see that. So you can actually buy the pecans from Alberti Ranch at the Revival Market, and also get some pretty good food there, too. Uh if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That, that's what Steve did. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Very fine, Ted. Love your show. Wish you were on longer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We used to be on an yeah. hour and a half a couple years ago, uh, a number of years back. I kind of liked a longer show, it seemed like, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I was just wondering, you're touching on a lot of different topics, which uh, all lead to one thing, though, with um, P.E. ratios being still too high, a lot of stocks overvalued. What's going to be the next shoe to drop to really kind of pull it back into total correction? Uh, it's going to be debt, corporate debt. That that That's where people are going to start watching, and they're going to start giving. They, they're really, you know, we, we talked a lot about debt uh, on the show, and in, 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 in I think there's going to be another corporate debt problem out there, and, and companies are now getting spooked on, uh, or not companies, but people like us. We've always we always look at cor- 
at the balance sheet real closely in the companies we invest, uh, being value investors, and uh, that's just the way we were trained. But but a lot of uh, of investors out there in, in big institutions have been paying no attention to corporate debt, which has gotten out of control. Uh, so they're going to start cutting those back, look for a, a corporate debt crisis later this year. Uh, it, it, and the other thing is, is I think the China issue is really starting to pressure some of corporate earnings. Oh, I can believe that. But it's like, is there going to be, uh, in your opinion, because <clears throat> I can see this happening, somebody's all of a sudden going to wake up, even though people like yourself have been screaming about debt for a while. Yeah, I, I think they are. I, I think the big shocker out there, Steve, was was when we saw some of those numbers that up to 52% of the triple B uh, of of the of the of the investment grade debt was uh, was was really triple B, which is the lowest level, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, some other people have looked at that debt at Morgan Stanley and Gunlock as well over at Double Line, and they said, hey, wait a minute, if you really put a leverage ratio, a lot of that triple B debt, quite frankly, really should be junk, and and, and so. I, I think that's really, uh, I, I think that's really opening people's eyes up to what's going on in in, in, in the debt. And so, and the the other thing is, is now that we've seen a potential recession, people don't know when. They're not sure how good those earnings are going to be, and that's going to further ratchet down your PE ratio. Right. Do you see any Fed raising this year? Are they going to finally get cautious and say, no, we can't do it? I, I don't think they do. Uh, look. The first quarter is going to be weak because there was a lot of inventory push uh, because of the tariffs into the fourth quarter, and we got the government shutdown. The trick is going to be the second quarter when you get a, a bounce back, and then we're going to have to see how strong the economy is. They could raise one more time and say that's it. I think they would maybe like to. Uh, I, I, if you really look at the research, since 1950, which is, what, 70 years there's never been a recession until the Fed funds went to 3.5%. So I think there's a chance that they raise maybe in the second quarter. Yeah, they don't have a lot of room to work, especially with their quantitative tightening. Yeah. So. Well, you could see – one thing I think you could even see is you could see them cut back to quantitative tightening but still raise. I think they might, I think there might be I, – I don't think – I think where the Fed is really struggling is to understand how much damage does raising – I think they know how much damage raising rates 150 points does. I don't think they understand quite at, at, at say, from three to four and a half or from four to five and a half or five to six and a half. I don't think that they're not real sure how much damage it does at, say, uh, raising rates from one to two and a half percent, how much damage. And I, that's where I think they're struggling with. So, so look for the next thing to do is to cut back the quantitative tightening of $50 billion a month to maybe 25 I could see that. Well, well, listen, I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks for the call, Steve. Like to, like to say, I'd love to see you on longer. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. We'll get with the radio station on that. You never know. The uh, So, yeah, you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. Look, the United States, we're a pretty good place to be. A, a big concern this year really is the politics for me. I, I Clearly, we're already in, entering the presidential race. Uh I think the start to the Congress has been pretty much of a complete disaster. Uh, the 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 Democrats are really in a kind of a they're in a tough situation. Look, socialism is clearly on the rise in the United States, uh, and and these more socialist leaning candidates are really moving up, and and they're now starting to mock the more conservative mainstream 
uh, Democrats, Sylvia, whatever her name, Cortez is, uh, came out and, you know, basically dissed Biden the other day. And, you know, it, it, it's it, they're not going to back down. And, and, you know, people forget uh, these people tend not to back down. And, and so I, th- I think really you're going to have a huge battle with with socialism in the United States this year. I, I think I, I can't tell you how many committees are going to be going after Trump. I was really, I mean, disappointed with the New York Times story that I think it's this morning coming out how there was a, a group of FBI and uh, people that launched uh, a an espionage investigation against our president, thinking he made a deal with the Russians. I mean, on so many levels. I mean, at at best case. It just shows the contempt they really had for the voters. And, and in the worst case, it almost looks like a soft coup or treason on their part. I mean, and, and, and if you do think the president is engaged in something like that, it's handled very quietly and there should be some way to do it. And, 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 and for, for, it, it's really disturbing and deeply disappointing. And, 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 and I think this is having a very corrosive effect. And so what I really believe is is that the I, – I think the uh, – the United States is really in a tough situation. I mean, because you just got such a polarized uh, group of people. I mean, between the Democrats, I mean, they uh, they don't seem to be able to accomplish it. I mean, the easiest thing in the world to give Donald Trump his measly five billion dollars for the wall and everybody move forward, because I think Trump would like to actually work with the Democrats on a lot of issues, and <laughs> he doesn't, and they they can't even do that, and so. Uh, you know, I, 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 hopefully Trump stays tough on the wall. I think you got to draw a line, and then hopefully we can move forward. But this is going to be corrosive over time. So very volatile year. Fixed income. We'd still keep the rates shorter term on fixed income. We have what's known as a flat yield curve, which simply means if I invest in a two-year bond, uh, this is just the government bond, I get about 2.56, almost 2.6%. If I invest for 10 years, I get 2.7. So I'm only picking up about 0.1% more for investing in for 10 years. So so you could make your shorter-term investments and not take a lot of risk because people think we're going to go into recession. The next recession might be more inflationary and interest rates might go up, and this might be a surprise to people. But So you can keep your, your investment shorter term. I'd be very cautious overall with corporate bonds. Uh, I, I, as we, I think there's going to be a real crisis later this year in the corporate bond market. The real People are really starting to understand that much of corporate uh, America over-levered. And the disappointing thing was it wasn't like they over-levered to put in a new fiber optic network or, across the country or to develop a new product or, or put in a, a Tesla uh, factory in a battery factory instead they basically over levered to buy another company or even worse to sit there and purchase their own stock you know we talked about gm purchasing 30 uh, ge purchasing 30 billion dollars worth of their stock in the 30 dollar area and now the stock is at seven they're 100 billion dollars in debt and in financial trouble and i and i think the ge opened everybody's eyes up to what can happen to over levered companies because ge was an icon of corporate america so that you're going to see some problems there. So we keep for near term higher quality government well government bonds, municipal bonds, southern southern districts because southern states because they tend not to over leverage and give out ridiculous benefits like the northern states. Uh, you can look at T bills, those type of things. Shorter term again reduce risk in the market. Later this year when the crisis hits the corporate market, there's going to be some good opportunities, but you have to have some CDs are also yielding much better than they used to. 
and, and, and so you can get a decent yield on CDs. So short term, we would avoid junk bonds. Uh, cor- lower. Oh, I, by the way, I say it in the report. I say lower grade uh, corporates, triple B, we would avoid because there's the problem is there's too much of them out there, and, and if they get downgraded, they go to junk. The 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 double A. A and triple A bonds should still be pretty good. So you want it with your bonds, you want to go with very high quality. Same with the stocks. I think one of the big the big stories for 2019 is really going to be you take advantage of these liquidity crisis. We've talked about liquidity is going to be a major issue last year. And what happened is you had a complete collapse of the stock market over a three-month period. It, it, and so so what happened is, is the... Uh, is is there was a liquidity. Everyone started selling and they go, oh, wow, we're going to have a recession starting in 2019. They all started dumping stocks all over the place and then they panicked. And then going into Christmas, the market was down close to 20%. Many stocks were up down 30, 40% or more. And so so you use those those liquidity issues to go in there and make some moves and purchase some stocks. We we're buying stocks at year end. And and we had to come in the office every day, and we picked up some stock because there were there were some good values, and so what you do is you wade into the crisis, but you have to have the cash to do it. And so, in our report, we talk about the need to have additional cash on hand in uh, during the year to take advantage of these type of moves. So a volatile year, we're not seeing a recession right away. Uh, I, I think that I think the First part of the year is liable to be worse. It, it's hard to tell. I think it goes up a little bit more, and then maybe you get a China deal, and then you get a sell-off after that. But I think you've got to be very cautious in here. You, 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 what you want to do is you want to take advantage of opportunity. You've got to be very opportunistic in more of a stock picker's market. Uh, I, I, it, and, and I think that that's really what we're looking at for, for 2019. Now, I tell you what, I've got just a couple minutes left. If you want to get in with a call, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. We're right just to uh, uh, dividends for 2019. Dividends accounted for 42% of the total returns over the last 90 years in the, in the S&P 500. I repeat that. Stock dividends accounted for 42% of the total return in the S&P 500. We've had a big run-up in technology and a big run-up in everything. Most of the growth stocks, they don't pay quite as much of dividends. That's kind of over now. So dividends are going to probably move up to the front again. During that time frame in the 70s, for instance, they accounted for 73% of the total return. So I think you're going to want to get take a look at dividends and understand they're going to be an increasingly bigger part of your returns going forward. And so you want to look at the dividend paying companies, but you want to be careful not to load up on this on a bunch of companies that are claiming eight or nine percent dividends unless it's a pretty solid company. Because sometimes they 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 they're they're paying the big dividends, but the stocks are cheap because people think they can't keep the dividend up uh, on those type of things. And and I think the next recession, you're going to see more dividend cuts and more companies paying off debt. I I think for 2019, this isn't in the report. But it kind of builds upon Steve's question is I really think one of the big stories for 2019 is companies are going to are going to pay off debt. 
and, and that's going to slow down the stock buyback program because it's going to weaken the market. So anyway, if you're not on the on the report list, uh, we're putting out another report in another week about some of the changes, some of the tax changes and different things for 2019 as well. That's going to be coming out. But I wanted to get our outlook out. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, if you need some help with your retirement, uh, you have an old 401k or an IRA rollover you'd like help with, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. I'll be happy to sit down with you. We'll take a look at see where, where you're set for retirement. Are you behind? Are you ahead? Where are you are? What do you need to do to improve it? And then we'll show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors. We do a lot of risk analysis, so when you get these big drops in the market, uh, we, we tend to shift things around and move to assets we think are going to outperform in those things. And we, we, we've been doing this since 1987, and, and we've avoided including the crash of 87 by being in cash and maneuvering away ahead of time. And, and so if, if you need some help, go to our website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And at least sign up for the free report. Now, uh, c- a couple other things. Remember, it's year, It's the start of the new year. You want to start things off right. Now's the time to boost up that savings rate. Now's the time to make that decision to get ready for retirement in the future. And, and the way you do it is boost up your savings rate. So if it's not on your list of New Year's resolutions, put it on there. And by the way, if you don't have a list, make a list. Yeah, I know it's in your head, but put it in on paper. Once it's on paper, it'll become more real to you. So anyway, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Uh, if you get a chance, check out that website, maxoutsavings.com. we we'll see you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.